It's radio theater. It's radio theater. And the pictures? The pictures are in your mind. Your, your mind. mind. And now for another episode of the Rich and the Filthy, the serial melodrama about the filthy and the rich. We take you now to the pretentious forest mansion inside the room of erstwhile vegetable Angelique, now fully recovered. But. Was she ever really a vegetable in the first place? Erin, her supposed father, doubts it. I, her supposed father, sincerely doubt it. Indeed. And now Erin confronts Angelique, along with Dr. Morberry, who has his own duties at St. Whipple Memorial Hospital, and yet has taken a special and very peculiar interest in the girl. Nothing peculiar about it. I simply like seeing vegetables recover when they're able, and I enjoy helping that process along when I can. No doubt. Also in the room is the nasally nurse, who I just realized has yet to be given a name in this series. It's Nasley. Noreen Nasley. I didn't realize until just now that everyone has been calling me nasally instead of using my name. Will I ever be accorded the respect I deserve and crave? You never can tell, Rodney Nasalfield. <laughs> but seriously, I doubt it. No. Aaron is about to say something to this unholy threesome. Let's listen to him, shall we? Uh, you were saying, Mr. Forrest? I believe this Angelique girl has been walking and talking normally her entire life. Oh, no, Mr. Forrest. Father? What? Uh, Mr. Forrest, then. I understand. This may take some getting used to. I'm not going to get used to it because it's simply not true. It seems incredible. I know this, Mr. Forrest, but you can see for yourself that Angelique has recovered, and I can verify everything this girl says. She was a vegetable, and now she isn't. Hmm, and what if I got a second opinion about the likelihood of a congenital vegetable fully recovering as Angelique has? Uh, well, I'd be glad to refer you to someone. Uh, Ted Waffel, perhaps. Uh, not Ted Waffel, for God's sake. I trust him even less than I trust you. What's this? You don't trust a doctor of my stature? Of my exalted stature? No, I don't. That's ridiculous! Insane! Insane? Who called me insane? I think I'm beginning to get the picture here. Oh, are you now, Mr. Forrest? And what kind of picture, pray tell, are you getting? I believe you're insane. Oh, so it was you who said it. No, but I'm saying it now. Well, who said it to begin with? Was it you, nurse? I, it wasn't me, Dr. Morberry. You were the one who said it. Ridiculous. Why would I call myself insane? Insane? I heard it again. Someone just said I was insane. A monomaniac. A madman attempting to manipulate the lives of others simply to make himself feel all powerful, like a god. 
Well, maybe you're a monomaniac. Whoever you are, did you ever consider that? I'll talk to Marbury. Oh, let me take a guess at what has happened here. You, Dr. Marbury, discover that Angelique is a con artist. Angelique and the good Dr. Ted Waffel are both con artists, but for whatever insane reason... I heard the word insane again! It's him! Do you see it? That fly! That housefly has been seeing it this whole time! Nurse! Kill it! Oh, yeah, uh, yes, Dr. Marbury. <laughs> oh, he ran away, Dr. Marbury. Flies don't run, you nasally nickum-poop! They fly! That's why they're called flies! Can't I trust you to do anything? I'm sorry, Dr. Morberry. <laughs> Would you two mind if I finished? For whatever insane reason, Dr. Morberry here decides he is going to play God. He doesn't call the police on the two little play actors. He doesn't tell Rebephany that her supposed daughter is a fake. He decides he is going to perpetuate the fraud merely to feed his own ego. Does that sound about right? Does it, nurse? Uh, I, I couldn't say. Does it, Angelique? Well, I... Uh... Does it, Dr. Morbury? Ridiculous! You're almost as foolish as that housefly! All right, Mr. Forrest. I suppose it's no use. I confess. I... You'll confess nothing, young lady. There is nothing for you to confess. Dr. Morbury... The jig is up. The jig is not up. There is no jig to be up. I believe there is a jig, Dr. Morbury. And what's more, I believe that said jig is quite up indeed. Let's take a break from the soul-stirring melodrama for a preview of the wackest of the wacky radio sitcoms to be heard on the Spoonatics Network. First on the Goofies, Gary makes a bet that his willpower will hold out longer than Dorkica's. This is a snap. I don't even want a cigarette. I hope you're right. Because I'm not taking a bite of chocolate until you give in! Hi, I'm Teezy, your little cousin. A freak accident in the science lab at school has turned my body into a mass of cigarettes and chocolate. Can I live with you for a week? <laughs> Next on Great Gadbury's, Boba Butt accidentally handcuffs himself to Helen. I can't believe you lost the key, Boba! Hold on, I've almost cut through the links. Hello, I'm your niece, Nickers. A chemical spill near my school has altered the cellular structure of my body, and now whenever I come within two feet of a metallic object, such as a paring knife or a pair of handcuffs, it becomes harder than a diamond and can never be cut. Can I give you two a hug? <laughs> and then on a very special episode of A Gaggle of Gaffigans, Snazzy finds out that Greg is an addict. Greg, you need to get help! I can get help anytime I want! Don't you mean I can quit anytime I want? I may be an addict, Snazzy, but I'm never never tried. Greg, this is no joking matter. Hi, I'm your next door neighbor, Dammy. A strange ray beam from outer space hit me between the eyes, and now whenever I look at someone, I inadvertently hypnotize him into losing his desire for illicit substances. Greg, this is your chance. Keep her away from me. I love my addiction. I tell you, I love it. Oh, Tammy, what can we do? I know what I'd like to do. Tell the dealers of the world to take their illegal drugs and shove them up their crack pipes. You said it, girl! High five! Yeah! 
It's all on the Spoonitix Network, where comedy tries to be funny. And now back to the rich and the filthy. Rufus, Milus, not home. Good. Can't stand those two lusting after me every second. Maybe now I can enjoy standing in front of a mirror and lusting after myself. Blanda. <gasps> Mother Forest, what are you doing here? I came to visit my son. What are you doing here? Where are you? I can't see you. Right here, Blanda. Where? Oh, why are you in the shadows? This better? The light is shining right in my eyes. Why are you here? Rebethany kicked me out. I had nowhere else to go. I live here now. You're not going to live here with Milas and Rufus. That wasn't the plan. You're going right back to the forest mansion and live with me. But she kicked me out. Who did? Rebethany? You don't have to listen to that bitch. But I did have to listen to that bitch. Aaron wouldn't stick up for me. You're my guest. And I say you're staying. Damn it to hell. I can't believe Aaron wouldn't put his foot down. My own son. I expect Milas to be a weak jellyfish, but not Aaron. Why, thank you, Mother. Always nice to overhear your glowing praises for me. Oh, Milas, you know you're a jellyfish. If you'd stop barging in on me, you wouldn't hear me talking about you. I didn't know you were still here. Are you staying for dinner? I just bought what meager groceries I could afford. For me and Rufus. What about me? Don't assume from my model-thin figure that I don't eat a meal once in a while. Blanda, you're coming right back to the Forest Mansion with me. Oh, thank you, Mother Forest. I'm not doing it for your sake, Missy. You had a job to do. Break up Aaron's marriage to Rebethany. And you're damn well going to do it. It's no use, Dr. Marbury. The girl has as much as admitted she's a fake. All that's left is for her to tell the truth. The truth? The truth is what I say it is. And I say Angelique is healed. She is a one-time vegetable who has fully recovered. And that's that. I want to believe you, Dr. Morberry. Robaphne! Mrs. Forrest! I didn't see you standing there. I want to believe you. And maybe I should believe you. I've known my daughter for the entire 18 years of her life. She certainly wasn't faking her condition as a baby, but, but uh, this recovery isn't possible. It just isn't possible. The only thing that's impossible in the world of our mad radio soap opera, dear listeners, is for you to miss a single stunning chapter. Tune in next week for the next insipid episode of The Rich and the Filthy. The Rich and the Filthy is a weekly podcast produced in Indianapolis, Indiana at Playground Productions, owned by musician, tutor, and audio production artist Adam Riviere. 
The Rich and the Filthy is written by Stephen Sperling. Many episodes include special material by the Rich and the Filthy cast. The Rich and the Filthy stars in alphabetical order. Jerry Beasley, Susie Q. Davis, Jonathan D. Krause, Kirsten Leister, Marley Rebecca, Scott Sawyer, Josh Sperling, Stephen Sperling, and Camilla Upchurch. The Rich and the Filthy theme and other music was written, produced, and recorded by Josh Sperling. The Rich and the Filthy is available on iTunes and Stitcher. The Rich and the Filthy is a Spoonatix production.